The Holistic Counseling Podcast is part of the practice of the Practice Network, a network of podcasts seeking to help you market and grow your business and yourself. To hear other podcasts like Behind the Bite, Full of Shift, and Impact Driven Leader, go to www.practiceofthepractice.com forward slash network. Welcome to the Holistic Counseling Podcast, where you discover diverse wellness modalities, advice on growing your integrative practice, and grow confidence in being your unique self. I'm your host, Chris McDonald. I'm so glad you're here for the journey. Welcome to today's episode of the Holistic Counseling Podcast. I'm your host, Chris McDonald. Today, I'm bringing you another live holistic counseling consultation, which is part of a series of episodes. This is not your typical podcast interview. In this episode, I answer one big question a listener needs help with, whether that's practice building, self-care, or anything else related to holistic counseling. I'm so excited to bring this to you. Today's guest is Jacqueline Fortier. She is a practice owner of Carolina Counseling Wellness Associates, which offers outpatient mental health care and private practice office support for licensed counselors practicing at the center. Jacqueline has clinical experience working with anxiety, family conflict, and domestic violence recovery. She specializes working with women, adolescents, and families. She also offers business consultation services to mental health counselors with coaching for private practice services. Welcome to the Holistic Counseling Podcast, Jacqueline. Hi, good morning, Chris. How are you today? I'm great. So glad you could come on. Well, thank you for having me. So can you tell my listeners more about yourself and your work before we get started? Sure. I've been a mental health counselor since around 2008. can't believe it's been uh, that long now. These years go by. And I started working with childhood trauma in a uh, center in Florida and worked extensively with learning about trauma, the neurological aspects of that, and the empowerment and healing that happens with mental health care and support. After that, I worked in a domestic violence program in Maryland and worked with recovery there. And thereafter, I started a private practice and we focus with holistic care and holistic healing and learning how the body, the mind, the spirit can all work together with mental health evidence-based theories to get healing for the whole and really like a positive approach of learning how to l- let the individual heal themselves with the support Love that. of, that's great. of our practice. So that's where I've been and that's what I've been doing and going on 12, 13 years now. So just learning as we go. I think after the pandemic, we're all figuring out what to do next. Absolutely. And, yeah. For sure. So you have a small group practice. I do. I I also am a real estate consultant. So I rent spaces to private practice owners and do some practice coaching and really teaching mental health providers on on how to be independent in their own practices as well. Fantastic. So you have a wealth of knowledge as well. I I try. I really, really I'm trying to own that, but thank you. I've been called the empowerment counselor of Apex North Carolina. So that is. So I know you mentioned maybe doing a podcast someday. So that could be your podcast, the empowerment counselor, right? Absolutely. I am just learning from the best here. Oh, of course. So, so let's get to it. So what is your big question, Jacqueline? I think after last year, we're still kind of just the fog is lifting. And, and I know a lot of mental health counselors that I consult with and 
and work with, we're all just feeling this low grade fatigue. Absolutely. Um, some mild burnout, some feeling the overwhelmed that I, I know the medical providers are as well that some I see in my own practice, but just feeling that, wow, there's a lot here that we are holding a lot that we are feeling and where do we put that energy? Where do we learn the balance of the helping, the healing and recovering from the burnout? So, and I think you mentioned too, before we hit record is that fatigue, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That of all that we carry, you know, I have felt that too. And, and I think all of us have going back to last year and, and how that was such a transition, wasn't it? And moving forward. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I think you got to go back to like, how do you structure your day now? What does a typical day look like for you? A lot of black coffee. And I have a feeling (laughs) that I set my coffee listening to you. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, yes. You know, I have teenagers in the home. I'm a new stepmom. I have a lot going on at home and I know that a, lot, busy. Yeah. a lot of people are doing that and I come to work and I got my mug of black coffee. It's probably my second that I've had and just, just running. And then that's really how I start my days, lunches and sandwiches and online school and virtual school and asynchronous days. I think that's the That's the been a big year. struggle, hasn't it, for parents, <laughs> especially that's just been quite a juggle. Yeah. So tell me more about how you're scheduling clients in your day. I have recently, starting in January, I've really been working on this and seeing less less people per day and Good. really blocking that time for self-care. So I haven't filled in the self-care like I want to, but I've definitely created the space for it, which I think is... That's so important. Yeah. Like the first step that you'll... You'll assist me in figuring this out. (laughs) But I think that that's where it starts is looking at your day and structuring it. And what I did, just to let you know that when I created my private practice many years ago, I created it around my self-care. So Mm. I don't work Monday nights because that's my yoga time. And I don't work in the morning early on Wednesday and Friday because that's my other workout time. So I specifically worked it around my self-care. So that's why I ask about structure. And I think for all the listeners as well, how do you structure your day? So if you're running 12-hour days nonstop without a break, guess what? You're going to be exhausted. You're going to be fatigued. So I think like you did, you did the right thing to limit the number of clients. Now, you got to know what's best for you. I know some people that see nine clients a day. I physically can't, mentally can't do that. You have to really structure it down what works for you. And back-to-back is not always the best thing. I think we have to have some space to let go of the one client, release some of that energy, and then get ourselves ready for the next client. Just a little bit, even if it's 10 minutes, that breathing space. Because if you're back-to-back-to-back, like you said, on the go, on the go, on the go, you're going to be more exhausted aren't you? Right. Yes. I see that. Right. As you're saying this, I'm visualizing what the energy would feel like to, instead of be running, we'd be strolling. Strolling. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But if you are running, running all day and that's how it feels, then of course you're going to be more exhausted. But think about scheduling and breaks during the day. What would that look like for you? And some kind of disconnection from 
like I know some people do eat their lunch at their desk, but can you go outside for a little while? You know, I used to walk around all the time my parking lot when I was at the office. <laughs> They're like, who's this crazy lady out here? But, you know, that that just kind of disconnected me from everything. And pre-pandemic, I would meet people out for coffee, other colleagues or lunch and just getting out of the office. And that's starting to come back now that I'm vaccinated and other people are. It just really breaks up the day. So what, I guess the question, too, to think about what is, what can you do to break up your day a little more? Right. I love that. I really do. I think the the one thing that I have been working on, which goes along with that, is taking half days on oh, good. Yeah. Fridays. So I, nice. I, I'm researching, when do I have resentment? And my, oh, okay. That's my a good question. Yeah. Right. My resentment was coming Friday afternoons. And I'm looking in my office and all the other counselors aren't there. And I'm, I'm taking notice of that. I'm like, why am I here? <laughs> oh, true. Well, true. You know, a lot. And you're right. That was the other question I had for you was, you know, how are you scheduling your week? Right. And Mondays I learned are, well, now they're my podcasting day and catch up day for private practice. So whatever else I didn't get to the following week, I can just get any paperwork, phone calls, those kind of things. And then Friday, guess what? I don't work past three. Ah, okay. So I, I schedule it that way too. And sometimes if I'm able, then I take part of the afternoon and I just watch a horror movie because <laughs> that's what I love to do. <laughs> that's one that. of my favorite things, which some oh. people might find strange as a counselor, but that is part of my interest that I love. That's a total escape for me. Finding those escapes that really you can connect with, or I go outside, take some time outside and read. Just that is so helpful them. to hear. That is so helpful to hear. I love that. Thank you. <laughs> yes. And I yes. think I had uh, released my book, Holistic Self-Care for the Counselor, and back in 2017. And, and one of the things I talk about there, too, is, is looking at routines. You've probably heard this before. And I know a lot of people are like, how can I actually have time to do a morning routine or a nighttime routine when life is so hectic? And But it is prioritizing your time, too, mm -hmm. thinking about mm -hmm. that. Because the way I start my day is I do some yoga, do some meditation, and do some brief reading. For me, that kind of starts my day now. Is, I'm not saying I do this for hours. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it could be I do five minutes of yoga. Maybe I skip the meditation one day and, and just do a couple pages of reading. And that's it and call it a day. So it depends on what I have going on that day. But I find the mornings that I can do that, it sets the tone for the day. Mm -hmm. And... It helps me to energize me too. And during the day between sessions is the other thing to think about. So what can you do between your sessions besides just go to the bathroom? <laughs> like, <laughs> that is so amazing. I love that. I think every therapist in, in their own practice can relate. It's like, when can I go to the bathroom? Yeah, How is this exactly. going to work? Can I have a snack? Can I get a can glass I, of water? What can I do? But even just, you know, sometimes because, you know, I love yoga. So I'll do a yoga pose or, you know, just sometimes just lay down in do Shavasana for a minute or do child's pose, do some breathing, whatever you connect with to take those minutes. Sometimes when it's cold out, when it was raining this winter, I would walk around my house like I'm going for a walk. <laughs> my cats look like me. I'm like, I'm crazy. But, <laughs> I love that. Yes. But just think about movement through the day because the more you're sitting too, and you know that's the new smoking, it's just uh -huh. not good for you as well. And, and some people just don't, they get in that, was that mode of work, 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 got to keep going, focus. But, but I think just even finding friends you can text with or colleagues during the day too, just a quick, Hey, how's it going? 
you know, how was your day? Or I call them the, the text buddies for support. Other colleagues, you can say, you know what, I'm just having a hard day today and five people canceled and just wanted to talk to someone. <laughs> and I know all the mental health therapists know what I'm talking about with that. <laughs> yes, yes. And uh, I guess that's very you, helpful. Yeah, yeah. I guess you got to think of too, Jacqueline. So what energizes you? That's the question too. I love gardening. I think that's one of the things oh, that, that I've yeah. integrated into my office space is house plants and just attending to them can be very grounding and very feeling of that you know, brain break of ah, just giving myself a little moment of rest. Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, as far as the fatigue, if you're doing a lot of telehealth that you do have to take eye breaks mm. and and I had an episode on this in my Nothing Left to Give podcast about self-care for telehealth. It was preventing burnout, I think was the name. But looking away from your computer, they say to do that and to look 20 feet away for 20 seconds. Because you, your eyes are muscles too. So we do have to rest your, rest your eyes and close your eyes. Even when you're, if you're female, when you're sitting down to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Just, <laughs> and when you take that break, closing your eyes when you can. Because you, you will get more tired. If you're not resting your eyes, if you're on, especially all the screen time, it's just exhausting, isn't it? It is. You know, I'm thinking as you're saying that, I, I think that's one of the things that as therapists, we did not get training on how to do this. I remember no. last last <laughs> April, right. we just got told, go go home and, and teach your, your clients how to do telehealth and teach right. uh, the insurance companies that they need to pay for telehealth. And then, and let's try to figure out how to get no, through this. No pandemic. other guidance, and, right. Yeah. No other guidance. And, and we're all just coming up for, I know I am in my practice and my colleagues are just coming up for that first, feels like that first breath of air to say, whoa, wow. Okay. Oh. We do need to look away and, and rest our eyes. And, oh, and I, yes. I didn't even realize that until you said that. And that, that's helpful. <laughs> yeah. And just kind of notice, too, if you do that, take take those eye breaks and notice it with your fatigue level. But I guess the other part of this comes to sleep, too, making sure that you're getting enough sleep. And that's a big integral part of self-care, mm-hmm. you know, that you're going to bed early enough and getting enough rest and, and quality sleep, too, that you're waking up refreshed. Because if you're not, then you may not be getting enough sleep or you're waking up a lot, which can cause, you know, a lot of mm-hmm. fatigue during the day. And, and unfortunately, too much coffee yes. can be a problem, too, <laughs> with energy, can it? <laughs> oh, I knew you were going to say that, Chris. I'm not saying don't drink coffee. <laughs> I know. You can't take my coffee. I know. I, I agree. It's the balance and not having it, it in the afternoon and, and all of the, the things that they recommend, but that. That yeah. ritual is, is and I guess, something. are you setting up your schedule for what's good for you? Like for me, I would not be good at counseling at 7 a.m. or 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. in the morning. So I don't start till 10, 30, 11, mm-hmm. sometimes one. <laughs> it depends on what's happening that day. But, you yes. know, setting up your practice to what works for you. That's a change I just started making in January. And Excellent. that, that yeah. really brings me to this point of you know, I'm in a, a transition phase right now in my energy work and, yeah. and just that catching my breath after the pandemic and looking around and saying, okay, how can I have longevity to this, this caring for my patients and clients, but also caring for my own health and, and the colleagues around and being an example for balanced, holistic self-care is something that's passionate for me. Yes, definitely. And it is something, we, as we call in yoga, intention, right? What is your intention? 
So if you really keep that as your goal in your mind that this is something I want to work on each day. And sometimes I ask myself during the day too, like start of the day, what, how am I going to take care of myself today? What am I, what is my self-care that I need? Mm. And it's that intuition too. I like to use to say, what does my body need? Uh, and just yeah. be quiet and listen if something will come to you. And, and I know sometimes it is, I just need to put my head down for a second. And sometimes I've taken a nap, <laughs> even if it's 15 minutes during the day. And I've done this in my uh, office too. And I, I was like, you know, I have a couch here. I have to lay down. Oh my Lord. But yeah, you got to do what you got to do. And, and I guess for you, is there any other follow-up questions from what we talked about today or? I mean, it's just, I think you're answering it, but just like, when do you know, what is your internal signals that either you have or know of other people to have of when to turn the faucet off? You know, we just have that faucet on and I feel like that energy of just flowing out and wanting to help people and wanting to help ourselves and our families. And how do you know when just to turn that off? So turning the faucet off, meaning instead of keep go, go, go. Right. Like, when do you just know that it's, like as far as like your body signals, that's true. Like, like, oh, I see what you're saying. Your body of just like when do you turn that off and say, "All right, that's enough for today." Yeah, that's a good question. I think too, because because a lot of people are still working at home, and and they say that people actually work more. And I've done that before. I've been guilty too. Just like, oh well, you know, I'm not driving, so I could just continue working and just keep going, and that's exhausting too, and it makes you more tired. But I notice for me, it's extreme fatigue. That I just can't focus. I can't think straight anymore. I'm like, okay, I need to turn that faucet off and stop and disconnect and get away from this for a little bit and get away from screens and take a breather, go out in nature or something. For me, it's more of a fatigue thing when I'm feeling, I hate, I don't know how to say this cloudy in my mind, I guess, is what it feels like for me. Okay. That's what I was looking for. Like actual cues, like physical yeah, cues. Yeah. But I think too, looking at, you know, do you feel tension too, if it's been a long day in your back or shoulders, just really tuning into those bodily sensations and everybody's different too. It might be different too, but I think you got to turn that awareness in to say, what is my sign? How do I know? Cause sometimes if you're not focused on that, you're not going to really pay attention and you're going to push yourself too far till the sink's okay. overflowing. Yes, I can. I'm getting the visual getting of the, the faucet. <laughs> we the, faucet stop. Is, the, the energy is just coming out and out. And I'm a very energetic yeah. person. And all my colleagues oh, know that. I, I I'm tell. just, I'm not get the stuff done, the GSD energy of like, okay, what do we need to do now? And just the turning off is the part that I can notice yeah, is something yeah. to work towards learning more about. Because once we have awareness, then we can do something about it. Right. So we so, have to have the awareness first for any bodily sensations. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. Absolutely. I was, I was thinking of when you say bodily sensation of irritability. And I don't know if you can speak to that oh. as like a symptom, a symptom of fatigue. Definitely. Because I know you mentioned, we talked before too about burnout too. And that definitely is a sign for a lot of people for burnout. Is that irritability, just overwhelmed? And I know I've gotten that way too. My husband keeps talking to me and I'm you know, doing 10 things at once. I'm like, get out of my office. And this is my whole box. (laughs) Go away. (laughs) You know, (laughs) but sometimes you just get to that point. It's just like, okay, that's my sign. I need to (laughs) do something that, yeah, because I'm feeling overwhelmed. 
I think every 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 person in a relationship of any kind has felt this over the past year and a half yes. of us. All. <laughs> this has been a long year. Absolutely, in marriage. absolutely. <laughs> Does that answer that? Absolutely, I think that that is a that's very helpful, and I'm I'm taking notes as we speak. So I appreciate your oh, your excellent. insight okay. about holistic self care for the holistic counselor. <laughs> So what's a plan of action based on what we talked about today? Is there anything that we've talked about that's, that you think you could use? Absolutely. I, I love the word intention and, and just sitting in the moment in the morning and setting an intention for the day and taking a note of what we may need as providers that day for our own care before we even start the day. And more yes. of like a pre- preventive intention is what I'm True. Yeah. Because if you just start your day, then it's done, right? It's <laughs> you're on go. <laughs> yes. But thank you so much, Jacqueline, for coming on today. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. I hope it was helpful. Absolutely. And thank you so much for my listeners for tuning in today. And remember to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. And again, this is Chris McDonald sending each one of you much light and love. Until next time, take care. If you're loving the show, will you rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform? We just started this, and that helps other people find this show. Also, if you're feeling uncertain about your modalities and you want to build your confidence to be your unique self, I want you to join my free email course, Becoming a Holistic Counselor, over at HolisticCounselingPodcast.com. In my Becoming a Holistic Counselor course, you'll get tips for adding integrative care into your practice, what training you need and don't, and the know-how to attract your ideal holistic clients. If this sounds like the direction you are headed, sign up at holisticcounselingpodcast.com. This podcast is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information in regards to the subject matter covered. It is given with the understanding that neither the host, the publisher, or the guests are rendering legal, accounting, clinical, or any other professional information. If you want a professional, you should find one.